Hello and welcome to the High Performance Nursing Podcast with me, your host Liam Caswell. Join me as we lean in, get curious and take strategic and meaningful action to build our high performance nursing careers. Hello everybody, just jumping in before this podcast starts. We had some sound issues, good old Australian internet let us down unfortunately, Um, but I'm sure you will absolutely love what Hannah has to say. Please stick around for the whole episode. Um, You don't want to miss what Hannah has to offer nurses to take back control of their lives and their careers. It is so inspirational. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to this episode of High Performance Nursing. I'm thrilled that you're spending your time with us today. We have an awesome, fabulous guest. We have the breakthrough nurse here, Hannah Sawyer. Welcome, Hannah. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I am wonderful. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. I'm so thrilled that you're here. Thanks for taking time out of your very busy schedule to be with us and share all of your wisdom, knowledge, skills, and abilities with the high-performance nursing audience. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I thought I would introduce you because it's always nice to hear someone else introduce you and talk talk about how great you are. (laughs) Um, So Hannah Sawyer is a registered nurse of seven years, a dog mum, love that, and a master NLP practitioner and timeline therapist. She's the founder of The Breakthrough Nurse, a brand on a mission of empowering nurses to heal from their past trauma, limiting beliefs, and everything holding them back so that they can be the most empowered, confident, authentic version of themselves at work and in their life. Wow. That's an opener. (laughs) You You should be super proud. So tell us a little bit about what got you to this point. Um, Talk to us about your career up until this point over the last seven years. Yeah, absolutely. So my gosh, I'm going to try and give you the nutshell version because it's been quite a, <laughs> quite a wild ride. But um, basically, like early in my life, I suffered from really severe anxiety and depression and never felt good enough, never felt worthy. Always wanted to help people. Um, I knew I wanted to be a nurse when I was at school and we were in sports class and one of my um, friends got hit in the face with a basketball and he had a blood nose and I was like there I was like helping him I was like oh my gosh this is like my calling I need to need to pursue this so um, I obviously got into uni and studied my ass off and feeling like can I really do this Um, but I managed to (laughs) to do that and got my degree and I managed to land my dream job um, as a grad nurse at one of the busiest hospitals here in Perth at the time and this was back in like 2014 Mm. Um, and I was so so excited but I was also like feeling the dread and the fear and I got there and it was like this slap in the face moment because I got to the ward I was you know all of a sudden I had the responsibility to look after these people and all of my stuff came up my like tenfold like louder than it ever was before like my worthiness stuff my not feeling good enough like imposter syndrome massively and I was just like holy shit can I actually do this like and I was so bad that I couldn't 
like even look people in the eye properly when I was speaking to them. Like I just felt so, so anxious. And mm. I really, from that point was like, I need to do something about this. And I was always kind of hesitant being like the independent. I was like, no, I've just got to push through. I've just got to push through. Like, I'm not going to get help. I don't need help. Who, <laughs> you know, I've got We don't this. need no help here. Yeah. Don't need no man. Don't need no help. Um, independent woman. But I got to the point where I was like, I need to do something about this because I was going home and all I was thinking about was, did I do this right? Did I, does this person think this of me? Or what if I said this wrong? And they took that like just over, overthinking absolutely everything. And obviously that affected my, my work, my relationships, with my colleagues, like, and had no boundaries whatsoever. So anyway, I went on this massive journey and tried all these different things. I started to like dabble in the world of personal development. And I learned that like, I was holding all this fear. I was like holding myself back. And then I came across this amazing coach um, and she really helped me. And a little part that I have skipped out there is that I actually started a business um, when I started my grad program, which is cray cray, right? But I don't know why I did, but I felt called to. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So it was actually the catalyst of wanting to grow and build something and being in this environment where I felt so out of my depth that really forced me to do the inner work and forced me to look inward. So um, I went to this lady and I went there because I was like, well, I want to grow my business and I want to feel confident. I want to feel worthy and what happened there has like literally changed my path forever. And I'm so grateful because we, she was an NLP coach. She was timeline therapy trained. And uh, we just went into this old guilt, all this old shame, all these limiting beliefs. Like I can't do the things and just oh, so much stuff. So after we broke through that, I really stepped into this space. And of course it's such a journey, not a destination still on that journey. Um, but really stepped into this space where I was like okay I can do the things and I can I can be confident and I had this story of like I'm shy I'm shy I'm shy because I've been told that from like being a, a little girl you know being empathic and being quite introverted um even my parents were like she's just shy like when I didn't say hi to their friends or whatever so that was actually embedded in my unconscious mind and once I got rid of that I was like no like I'm a badass I can do the things and like really felt my own power. And this is what I love to like bottle up and I wish I could give to women, but like, unfortunately just got to go on your own journey, but I'm totally here for it and, and mm. to hold the space. But that feeling is the best feeling in the world and just really stepping into my power. So after that, I showed up so differently at work and I felt like, okay, like I, whatever challenge comes my way, I can deal with this today. I, I've got this, like, I can ask for help. I can communicate. I can set my boundaries. And so it really just shifted. Like when I shifted internally, it shifted everything externally around me. Mm. That is phenomenal. Thank you so much for sharing and being so vulnerable and sharing your story because that takes guts. Um, you know, uh, coming through those, those experiences, like you say, is a journey. Um, and I think I, I absolutely love the fact that you recognized you're almost immediately when you got to your graduate program that hold on a minute, there's something not right here. 
Um, and I think a lot of people go through that nursing or have gone through that as well. And I think you you think that the degree is setting you up for success. And what it gives you is your anatomy and physiology and it gives you your, your isbar tools and whatever else. But it doesn't help you understand who you are as a clinician, what some of the blocks might be that come up for you when you start caring for others. Because there's a lot of really random things that come up. Like for me, one of the big things was resentment which is just so funny, right? She think, well, I'm here to look after people. But I was resenting my job because I was sacrificing my own boundaries the whole time, right? And so many people go through that, but they, they don't have the consciousness to be able to acknowledge or understand that that's what's happening to them. Um, so, you know, the common theme of this podcast is doing the inner work, but I think it's really true. And we have this shared, we had a chat just before we came on and we were talking about the fact that NLP is really transformative yeah and it's obviously led you to this place and likewise I worked with a coach who was fabulous and I I had NLP and timeline therapy and um, I've since had uh, rapid transformational therapy and I've gone through lots of different modalities of therapy to try and get into that subconscious mind and it's fascinating it's fascinating how far you can go back um, and you can anchor and, and hook onto things. You go, wow, that's coming from when I was like four years old. Yeah. It's, Isn't it it's amazing? crazy, right? Like our unconscious, our, our unconscious and subconscious are the same thing. Mm. I use that interchangeably, by mm. the way, just so you, you know, and you're not like, what is she talking about? <laughs> um, but our unconscious is so powerful. It remembers everything and you know, our conscious brain is such a smaller, smaller part and our conscious mind. So when we're trying to change from that space, so that's like literally can be as little as 3% of our mind space, we're like really trying to push it up a hill because we're like trying to go against the deeper part of us. So if you want really lasting change, you've got to go to that deep Mm. level, that unconscious Mm. level. And I think what people don't realize is that, um, when you are in that fight or flight mode and you're in that stress response, you're not in your unconscious mind. You're in, you know, you're sitting in your conscious mind and everything is so reactive. Yeah. And I think as a, as a nurse on the floor with the workloads that we have, that's where we spend 80 to 90% of our time. And I just picking up on what you said about going home and taking it home and the impact that has on your friends, your family, your relationships, uh, I can vouch for that as well, because I would come home and I would vent for like two and a half hours. And my partner would say, uh, like, can you not just leave work at work? <laughs> and it's it's yeah. because you've sacrificed you know, a significant part of yourself. You haven't gone to the bathroom. You haven't mm-hmm. taken a drink. You haven't had a coffee. Your manager asked you to stay late and you didn't want to, but you stayed anyway because you got yeah. no boundaries. Um, yeah. All of that stuff just builds up over time. And I think it leads to a lot a lot of nurses having burnout. Obviously, that's why you're doing what you do to help them overcome that. So tell us a little bit more about um, how you use NLP and timeline therapy within the Breakthrough Nurse. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, I work with clients one-on-one, but I mostly do group programs. So what we're doing is really going back and getting rid of the things that don't serve you. But also once we do that, we're like wiping the slate clean, but we're also rewiring like who you want to become. So do you want to be 
more confident and you know it does like this stuff shows up at work but I can guarantee if you're not feeling confident at work it's going to be showing up in other areas of your life as well because how we do one thing is actually like how we do everything so Mm. when you you know you're at work and you're like I'd love to be this I'd love to be this just kind of reflect and be like well actually where else in my life is that showing up for me um so we really yeah we just dive deep and we go in and you want to be and who you really are deep down. And I believe that everyone already has everything within them. Um, It's just a matter of getting rid of the layers of old conditioning and, you know, old heavy emotions and really getting you to bring out like what I call your higher self or your inner self or Mm -hmm. your soul, you know, that part of you that's like that just knows who you are and, and is just so aligned, so confident and, just like an all-round badass. So really we we work to shift you to that place and also the tools to work through your emotions. So something that I see so much is that, you know, when we're at work, of course, sometimes it's not appropriate to express our emotions because we've got to remain professional. Um, and that doesn't stop our body from feeling them. And what I've seen so much is that, nurse clients have been suppressing their emotions so much at work that it actually translates to their home life. And they've just gotten into this cycle of just not feeling and kind of just pushing it down. And so when we push our emotions down, it's like holding a giant beach ball under the water, right? It's a struggle. You're like trying to hold it under there. Eventually it's going to pop up, might hit you in the face, might hit someone else in the face. And you're just like, it comes up at the worst time. So Mm. that's really how that works with your emotion. It actually gets stored in your nervous system anyway. So with like timeline therapy, we go back and we really release that from your nervous system. And it's scientifically proven to do that. And it's phenomenal. Like Mm. I literally, all my clients after our first timeline session are like, um, where did that go? Like what happened just then? I'm like, don't even worry about it, sister. Like just (laughs) just be in this moment because they can't believe that like they've been carrying this around for so long and most people don't know how good they can feel without Mm. that because it's like the frog in the boiling water thing. Like, you know, you put a frog in um, warm water and you slowly start to boil it. It doesn't really notice that it's getting super hot and it doesn't have the time to jump out. But if, you know, it, it put its toe into, or what, it, I don't know what frogs have, mm. like flippers maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it, it put its little foot into the boiling water. It would take it away because it's like, oh, that's boiling. But mm. it's like we get so used to being in these places that we just get used to it. And it's like our brain actually keep you in your state um, because mm. it's scared of change and it, it, it will pull you back. So really we work with all of that and just, uh, just arm you with the tools that you need to work through your emotions and like feel them, let them out. You start to show up so differently at work and everywhere in your life. So that's really what we, what I aim to do at the breakthrough nurse and um, yeah. Yeah. Do that through group programs and also one-to-one. Yeah, wow. It's transformational, such a transformation. And I think that when we do our nursing undergraduate studies or just life in general, no one teaches us this stuff. Mm. No one talks about it. Uh, I think we're getting better. Our generation is getting better at looking at this and bringing it to the forefront. But 
is we like you say we've been conditioned we've been conditioned to think that you know as an undergraduate nurse we all need to get this esteemed graduate program and that's going to fix all your problems yeah. um and give you everything you need and more but it's it's just not the reality is it and i think that we've created we put nurses in a box Mm, and I always talk about this idea of being like nurse 354 of the organization because it almost feels I love musical theater um and it almost feels a bit like lame is you know when they've got like the tens of thousands of people that are just they've just got a number and sometimes it can just feel like that because we just kind of take it's just a continuous like you say it's just building up building up heating up heating up um the culture's getting a little bit worse the staffing's getting less the workload's getting higher and uh we kind of just accept it because we're being conditioned to accept it yeah absolutely it's this kind of it's so funny because when you have those transformations I'd, i'd love to hear your point on this when you have those transformations or those aha moments you then are like in this position where you're kind of in the middle ground and you're thinking, oh my goodness, like, can I go back to that? Like, yeah. how can I go back into that space knowing what I know now um, and be authentically myself, be the individual Liam or Hannah that I truly am now that I'm more aligned? How can I go back and, and deal with that? So how do nurses tackle that? Like, what does that look like? I guess yeah. it's all around boundaries. Absolutely. Yeah. So boundaries is such a huge topic and something that I feel that probably 99% of my clients struggle with when they first come to me. And it seems to be, yeah, like quite across the board in, in nurses. So it is absolutely about having those boundaries. And especially when you're going through an inner transformation, you are quite vulnerable and you're like changing your inner world and you're changing, you know, you're letting go of this stuff, changing who you are. And it's amazing. Um, Just know not everyone's going to support that. And Mm -hmm. that is absolutely okay. You need to recognize that some people are so used to you um, being the way that you were and it benefited them. So they may get triggered by you. Like, no, I don't want to do this. Like I'm so tired. I, Mm -hmm. but Oh, we're so short staffed. I'll just take one for the team. And, um, you know, you feel that and then you're kind of betraying yourself by saying yes. But when you do this transformation and and you do the inner work, you're like, oh, actually, that's really not serving me. So I'm just going to do my rostered hours now. And, you know, you start to say no to things and your manager gets upset with you or the other people on the ward get upset with you. And you've got to know that it's, it's okay for people to have emotional reactions, but it's about really tuning in and being like, okay, is this right for me in this moment? And most of us go, hang on, um, you know, they're they're wanting this from me and I'm, you're a giving person. If you're a nurse, you're, you're a natural nurturer, you're a healer, you're a giver. And so you're like, oh, I feel like I really want to help, but your body and your like mind is screaming out like, no, like, just listen. And so this is where we start to get into cycles of burnout, compassion, fatigue. Um, That's like Mm. a whole nother topic. But really, when you start to say no, it's it's all about tuning in and being like, okay, this doesn't feel right for me. So I'm going to honor that. And it doesn't matter what other people think. And yes, it does take work to get to that place to not give a fuck what other people think. Mm. But honestly, I can tell you it's the best space to be in because it feels so aligned and it doesn't mean that you're a shit nurse it means that you've got boundaries Mm. and if someone makes you feel bad for not doing something that 
you don't want to do, then they're not on your wavelength, sister. They're like, they're, you know, they're looking out for their own interests and that's okay, but you've got to look out for yours. Definitely. And it's a reflection of them, not Absolutely. you. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's so a reflection of so. them, not you. And often when people have these emotional reactions, this has taken me 10 years to get to the crux of this and understand it and apply it in my own life. But these people that are reacting that are maybe making you feel bad about not taking an extra shift. They're suffering. Yeah. They are oh suffering. Gosh, yes. Those people are suffering. Um, and they probably need to do the inner work. And they have pretty low consciousness. They're just operating fully, you know, in that fight or flight, stress, anxiety mode, and they're not digging deep. And that sometimes can make you feel a little distant to people. I've found mm. that. I've found that not saying that I'm more elite, but you know, we're not more elite. We've just done the work and we've gone, yeah. we've, t- we've made a choice because ultimately aware. it's a choice, right? It's yeah. a choice to either take that step and do it or just to stay where you are, which is comfortable, you know, exactly. choose courage over comfort, take the step, do the work so that you can become your highest version of yourself. It's transformational. Exactly. Absolutely. And I love what you said there. Like that's their stuff. And they're like, that is such a massive thing in healthcare because you get so many personalities. And like you were saying, a lot of people haven't done the work. So what they're doing is they're reacting from this unconscious belief they've had. And if you think about like your own journey and your own life and everything you've been through up until this point, and you think about, you know, how um, it takes energy and and, um, work to change. And if you think about that, like you you can only do that for you. You can't do that for someone else. So if you think about their life and all their pains and their struggles and they haven't worked through them, literally it's like a big projector that they're projecting Mm. that out into the world. That's the way they see the world. And if you don't fit into that, then yes, you're going to trigger them. Does that mean that you should uh, abandon yourself to fit into their mold? No, it's just a really good, like I love that you brought that up because it's such a good um, awareness to have like, okay, well Mm. that's just their stuff there you know, and it it allows us to move away from taking everything so personally, step Mm. back. And I will also say when, when a human being is placed under pressure, they revert back to those very deep behaviors. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, the, the current climate of healthcare is really just adding an extra layer, right. To, to the burnout and, and to this whole narrative that we can have continually talk about. Um, something that I've learned that I'd like to share with the community, everybody listening and with yourself, you might've heard of this before, but, um, there's a podcast, a life coach school. I'm not sure if you're a listener, it's Brooke Castillo. And I absolutely love listening to that podcast. And they talk about, uh, managing our thought processes. And of course, there's lots of things through NLP that we can do, but she effectively breaks it down and talks about the fact that, um, there are five things that kind of ultimately kind of change your whole kind of mindset. Um, there's a circumstance. So like a nurse talks to you badly. Uh, now what do we do with that circumstance? We usually assign a thought to it. Um, and we have a thought. And then in that moment, we, as- we attach a feeling to it and the feeling that we assign to it impacts our action that we take. And the action leads to the, the, the result. So if we just get caught up in that narrative whereby we, you know, the situation, the circumstance happens and we react poorly um, and we create this inner narrative, like I'm not good enough. That's about me. Or, I haven't succeeded. Oh my goodness. I did the wrong thing. 
then we're going to behave that way and our results are going to be dictated by our thought process it's just fascinating to me the way that the mind works and the power that it has over us we all have a choice to to change that it's hard but I guess what you're doing is in the moment teaching people how to do that real time Mm, absolutely and when you you I love what you said there when you create the space between you know that initial reaction and in your mind and the body reaction and then your reaction then Mm. you are then starting to really change because like 80 percent of our reactions actually happen like from our body first to our brain so you know when you're like maybe in a confrontation or something you feel it in your body first Mm. you're like oh shit like and then you know and then you you have the the thought patterns like you said you assign Mm. the story to it and whatever story you're deeply unconsciously running will actually come through in all your interactions so say like um you know you don't feel good enough if you're walking down the corridor and like a family member or visitor like looks at you sideways and like just you know glances at you if you're running this story of I'm not good enough, they're like, you'd be like, oh my God, is my hair out of place? Do I look crap today? Are they looking at me mm-hmm. because something's like wrong with me? You know? And so they're just looking sideways. And then like, you've just created this story. So like the reason you're, you've got the results you have or your life is the way it is, is because of the stories that you're running and the stories that you tell yourself. Mm, definitely. Yeah. I love that. For me, it comes back to circumstance. All circumstances are neutral until proven otherwise right? Everything is, it's a neutral circumstance, but we immediately turn it into a positive and negative. And if you can look at it through a lens like that, then you go, well, actually I can make a more informed choice of decision about what I'm going to do next or what story I'm going to tell myself next. Because we love making up those stories, don't we? Yes, (laughs) we do. Yeah. Our ego brain like runs wild. Yeah. So obviously a lot of that feeds into workplace culture and you talked about how uh, you're really passionate about building better workplace cultures. Um, How do you think we can achieve that? Yeah. So I think, I mean, this is such a hot topic, right? Because there's so, I think probably all of my clients have said to me at one point in time, like, like I feel that work is just suffocating me and it's the culture there and it's the Mm. energy there. So Change takes time for sure, but really I think it comes down to the individual level and I think it comes down to every person taking the responsibility to do their work. And so what I mean by this is like, you know, again, it comes back to boundaries and what you're willing to put up with. And maybe it's like there's some things happening and it's like, well, I need to speak up about this because it doesn't sit right for me. And you can spark that change that way and you can, um, you know, address things that are not correct or mm. in in your mind, like, you know, not serving the greater good or whatever it is. But it really starts with you doing the inner work to get to a space where one, you feel confident to do that, but also you feel confident to assert your boundaries. And when you start to say no, like you, you always um, get in life what you accept, right? So when you're willing to stand up and say, well, this is not, like for me right now or no this doesn't this is not serving me right now or whatever Mm -hmm. it is then actually you create change that way because you're not feeding into um you know your own burnout for the staffing shortage it's like well actually they've got to go and get an agency or they've got to like Mm -hmm. really do a recruitment drive or whatever it is but 
the more you're like saying yes, even at the detriment of yourself, the less that they're going to look at that problem because mm. it's being sorted right now, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's why we are seeing you know, a, a disengaged workforce. Like mm. that's how they frame it from management. You know, being a nurse unit manager, oh, I've been in so many meetings where I've literally just been like, oh my God, I want to just bang all your heads together because they <laughs> yeah. think that nurses are just rebellious and, you know, my goodness, it's so difficult. And they're, you know, pushing the boundaries and don't they realize they're employed? Like disgusting, absolutely mm. disgusting way to look at it nurses are standing up for what's right yeah. for the first time uh, and, yeah. they're, and they're pushing and they're advocating for change because it is not sustainable Absolutely. it's just simply not sustainable and the system is losing fantastic nurses uh, and I put out a podcast episode recently about the future of nursing because I'm genuinely worried mm. genuinely scared for the day that I'm in hospital not because nurses aren't amazing and you know we have amazing nurses in this country and globally but because the system is immensely broken yeah. uh, and post COVID who knows what the hell it's going to look like. Cause we were in budget deficits galore beforehand. And, and now we are just in a place where it almost seems like we're not going to be able to come back from it. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, but on that Debbie Downer note, let's change the direction <laughs> of the conversation because I love one thing that you um, talk about, uh, and that is that no one is coming to save you. Yeah. Uh, and that yeah. spoke to me. I actually got goosebumps when I read that because <laughs> truth uh, bumps. <laughs> yeah, truth bumps. Love that because it's so true. I myself have sat here waiting for that knock on the door, you know, from the CEO that's going to hire me as the best nurse unit manager in the country. It hasn't happened yet, yeah. <laughs> you know. But we tell we tell ourselves that story that somebody's coming for us, and we'll just wait until the next opportunity or the next person. So, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I love this. So, I too went through my own journey of this, and I was like, you know, waiting for that person, that thing, that event that was going to change everything for me and then life will get better and so often we're like oh well when I get this new job then I will feel worthy when I get this new car when I get you know oh my partner's not making me feel good right now so you know when I get a new partner then I'll be happy like we just pour our um, happiness into everything external but really the only way to be empowered is to be like 100% responsible for your own energy for your own being and from this space, although it sounds scary, so like being absolutely responsible for all the results in your life, you're like, well, Hannah, like there's some shit going down right now, but it's about really like, I know it can feel overwhelming, but it's about coming back to you and being like, well, when I am responsible, even if something's bad, then I actually have the power to do something about it. I have the power to change it. Whereas when we're like outsourcing and we're at the, the effect of life, like, and we're like, oh, well, that person did this to me when I was younger. And so that's just now how I am. We're actually completely giving our power away. And like, I'm so passionate about people being in their power because I know what happens from that space. And you are like unfuckwithable when you're mm. in your aligned power. But when you're not, you are like kind of um, just swaying with the wind. Like you're just letting life happen to you, but life is happening for you. Like everything mm. in your life. And I love this quote so much. Like your mess will become your message. Like every shit thing that happened in my life, 
I look back on with so much gratitude now because I'm like, I had to go through that because it created me to be this person now. And now I get to help others go through that. So like there is a, a purpose to all the things that have, you know, uh, transpired in your life, but it's about finding that and really getting to that space where you are so comfortable and good with you that you are like, cool, I've got this and I'm going to, I'm going to do what it takes. And whether that's like, if your dream is to be like a nurse unit manager, like mm-hmm. climb the, the corporate ladder, you've got to have balls. You've got to have balls or lady balls. Like you've got to have the grit <laughs> and you are not going to get to where you want to be if you are waiting for someone else to fucking hand it to you, because no one's coming to give you the golden ticket, you've got to go after that shit yourself and you can absolutely do it. There's just probably a limiting belief or a story you're telling yourself or something in the way of you stepping into that. Oh my goodness. That is so, so good. And I love mess. The, the mess becomes your message. That's powerful. Because, oh God, it's so easy to get caught up in your own narrative of, you know, oh, I'm like, I've done this with my nurse unit manager career, like for 10 years, I really, really wanted to get to this point and I got there and it wasn't what I thought it would be. Uh, and I could influence my team and I had a great team, but there's just so much out there that I was giving my power away to. But that mess becomes your message is just so inspiring because I have sat in a place. Sorry, I'm sharing a bit too much here, but I sat in a place yeah, where I love I'm it. thinking to myself, well, actually, um, I've just wasted a bit of time. Do you know that inner belief comes through and you go, well, actually, no, because I'm sitting here now talking from a place of experience. And a lot of the graduate nurses that I work with, nurses across their careers, will say, I'm not good enough to do that yet, or I can't get there because I haven't done this. And I'm sitting there saying, well, what's uniquely you? What uniquely is your story? What's your personal brand? And as nurses, we don't really know that because no one's asked us that question before. Um, And I think it's it's so powerful. That mess mess becomes your message. Yeah. And I love what you've done. Like, and you've really brought that through in your work. Like having that experience has like shaped your, the work you do mm. now. And it's all like, everything is so for a reason. So that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's, it's very inspiring. I'm, I can't wait to listen back to that. <laughs> Welcome to Hannah's TED talk here. On <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I got like a bit passionate there. No, I love it. I love it. Um, fiery Leo things. <laughs> <laughs> so what um let's talk a little bit about nursepreneurship because it's very yeah. exciting and I think that there are more and more nurses now that are really excited to do their own thing and I for one absolutely love doing my things outside beyond the bedside because it actually allows me to be truly who I am creative innovative fun serve people but in a different way that's much less stress. Um, so tell us a little bit about your journey as a nursepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. I think from the beginning of my nursing career, I knew that I wanted something for myself. So I think when we go into work, um, whether it be in a hospital or clinic or wherever we're working, we do kind of have to be in a box to do our role and, and to serve. And um, like traditionally, I think that we've all been taught that we just give out all to our job and, you know, we go home and mm-hmm. come like go back to our life and, and switch off. But for me, I always knew there's something more. And 
from a young girl. I like started my first little business at like 12 years old selling cards at the car boot sale. Um, And I just loved that, like creating things. And I just loved everything about business, but I had no idea like, well, how am I actually going to do this or being a nurse and generalist type thing. So um, I really started to like I started taking these supplements and I actually fell into like a network marketing company. So I did that for quite a few years and I managed to get to the top of that company. And um, like you with your nurse unit manager job, realized that actually it wasn't all that I wanted it to be. And it was still, again, like a box, like it was still someone else's um, vision and ideals. And so um, that was when I really focused on helping nurses with their health, but I was coaching all these women through those sorts of struggles, but I actually realized it comes back to your mindset. Like you're not going to want to look after yourself if you don't feel you're worthy Mm. of that, or if you have limiting beliefs around that. So that's kind of like where I switched and found that, okay, actually there's something to this like unconscious work and this mindset stuff. Um, And all throughout, you know, I've been working my nursing job and doing my business. Um, It wasn't until earlier this year that, I stepped into being full-time in my business. And well done. That's amazing. Thank you. That's so it's, cool. It's been such a, a wild ride and it's like, yeah, now I feel that my job is to give back to, to nurses. And I think if you are sitting there and you're passionate about something else, like there's no reason that you can't do that too. Like mm. absolutely no reason. And you've got to have something for yourself. And I think, you know, I can talk about like wealth creation and stuff, but it's so wise to have like another stream of income for yourself and to have that, like, I always say it's like this, um, it's like your own security jacket. You're like, yeah, cool. I've got myself. And actually having that in place allows you to go to work and have better boundaries. Cause you're not like, well, these are the only people that are putting food on my table. You're like, I've got my own thing going on. If you're going to talk to me like that, then I'll walk the fuck out the door. <laughs> and it just makes you more empowered. So yeah, if there's something on your heart that you have a dream or something you've always wanted to do, like craft business or whatever it is, do it, like mm-hmm. do it as well and see mm-hmm. where it takes you. Cause you honestly don't know. Like I never would, if you told me at the beginning of my nursing career that I would be, you know, coaching other nurses, I'd be like, you're crazy, but, <laughs> but it's happened and it's all been a journey that slowly unfolded because I've listened to myself. Yeah. 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 Likewise. Absolutely. I resonate with everything there. And I think you surprise yourself. Like mm. I, I wouldn't have thought that I'd be helping people land jobs and, you know, use my knowledge and skills to help them sell themselves and brand themselves to employers. I yeah, never even crossed my mind. I thought I was yeah. going to be no student manager and doing that for the rest of eternity, but I couldn't think of anything worse to be quite honest right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, and think how much your business lights you up. Like yeah, it's it your does. passion. So yeah. And it's funny, isn't it? Because, you know, a lot of the initial time that you spend building a, a nurse-led business is around, you know, there's a lot of unpaid hours. There's a lot of oh, stuff yeah. you have to do um, for free. And I guess that's a good test, right? It's a good test for anybody that's listening, that's maybe wanting to set up a business. If if you find that unpaid free stuff can have a bit taxing, maybe it's not the right thing for you. Maybe you need to find a different idea. But, you know, you can spend hours per week building behind the scenes stuff. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that people don't really understand and and, and realize that we do. What are some of the skills that you've learned running a business as a nurse? 
Yeah. Um, oh gosh, so much. I think <laughs> oh the time management stuff has really helped me mm. from my nursing career. That's one that's translated over. Um, but really, I think it all comes down to like it's your mindset around what you can do and like if you're because all your limiting beliefs come up also when you start a business so you're like (laughs) oh can I really do this like is it too different is it too so working through that and just knowing like actually there's people out there who need my help um but I think you know like there is a lot of admin (laughs) there's a lot of um (laughs) yeah, a lot of time and, and energy goes into the creation of, of what you put out in the world. So definitely that. And I think it's really brought out my creativity and like mm. my voice and, you know, like I love writing and I love like sharing my, my learnings and like hoping that they benefit other people. So I think really, again, like going back to your mess, becoming your message, like taking mm. your life's work and like um, putting that out into the world, there's like no better feeling mm. because it, and then having people come back and be like, wow, this really resonated for me or this really helped me. I never thought about it that way or, you know, whatever it is. And I think, yeah, probably like that creativity is the best thing that I've been able to harness through um, my business. And I think that was kind of stifled in my career a mm. lot because there was so many hoops I had to jump through to improve anything at my workplace. So, yeah. Mm. It really allows you to explore what your skills are beyond the bedside. Do you know, like I talk about this all the time. You can't get creative at work as a nurse, really. You can get creative about how you care for people and be fun and playful and joyful. But that's kind of where it stops. And nurses are just amazing people that have so many different skills, abilities, knowledge, um, expertise. And it's about making sure that you have that balance in your life. Uh, Because I think a lot of us self-sacrifice uh, a lot of our you know, nursing peers have families and kids, and it's just so easy to do your 40 hour week and you don't go and do that piano lesson or you don't go and go to the gym or you don't see a nutritionist or whatever it is you do that you love to do or do the craft. You really have to get conscious about that stuff and, and block it in. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. In terms of setting up a business, obviously there's a lot of stories that we can tell ourselves. Um, what are some of the things that maybe were blocks for you when you were setting it up, if you're happy to share them? Because yeah. I think a lot of us think that we have to be an expert mm. to be able to do something. Of course, you need some form of kind of, you don't even need a qualification per se. You just need to kind of be a bit of a, a step ahead of, you know, everybody else in the field. But um, what came up for you? Yeah. So for me, it was definitely not running away from my fear of doing the thing. So your fear is always going to be there. Like, and that's really what I use as a guide now. So, you know, that feeling of discomfort is what is pushing you out of what you know, out of your comfort zone. So for me, it was like the fear of like moving away from that network marketing business. That was a steady income to then stepping into what my heart was calling to really, you know, coach women. And I was like, well, am I worthy enough to do this? And that another layer of worthiness stuff came Mm. up. So I really had to work through that. And I think obviously doing the inner work massively helps, but there's also this component of like aligned action. So um, there's a really good saying that I love and it's action will take you out of doubt and inaction will put you in doubt. And so if you're sitting there waiting to feel ready, you're never going to fucking feel ready. Like I literally just, 
was like, okay, I'm going to feel the fear and do it anyway. One step at a time, one step at a time, you know, one client at a time changing their life. And then that's really how I built my whole business. I wasn't like, oh my God, I'm going to like, you know, take over the world at the first day of my business. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm just going to help one person. And like, that is really the mentality that I go into any new thing with. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to take it one step at a time. I'm just going to see where this goes. And like, I still feel fear. I still feel Mm -hmm. uncertain, but I, I just have trained my brain to be like, well, that's okay. Feel the feelings in my body. I do my rituals. I work through them. I know there is like at the moment I'm like in a growth phase of my business and it's Mm -hmm. what I see for this is so much bigger than myself. So when you're in that fear mode, you're actually making it all about you. Whereas like your passions are given to you for a reason. So they're not about you. They're, they're for the world. So get out of your own way and just do the thing. Just take one step at a time. Just be like, okay, what am I going to do this week or today to work towards my goal to um, give myself that one step closer to where I want to be and something for me as opposed to like, you know, just working for the man all the time. I absolutely love that. I feel like we were meant to talk today. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know, me sometimes too. when you just have that gut feeling and you, yeah, just some thought processes I've been going through this week, I'm like, wow, yeah, you're right. You, you do get in your own way and that inaction just consumes you almost, doesn't it? So yeah, great, great uh, insights there for people listening to take, take the next step, just the next step. That's all you need yeah. to do. Yep. absolutely love it as we wrap up i'm so so grateful for your time this has been phenomenal amazing very inspirational so thank you so much thank you for what you do um and all the work that you do to empower nurses to take back control of their life love it um i always like to ask people this one last question and it's what do you need to keep relearning mm, i love that um for me it's the possibility of what my unlimitedness is. So like always expanding that horizon of what is possible because, you know, uh, at every new level and no matter how long you've done the inner work, there will be a new layer of stuff that comes up, a new glass ceiling, if you like, to work through. So for me, it's like breaking those, that, um, you know, that next layer of, of the glass ceiling and always mm. being like, okay, well, actually, and really I'm at the moment uh, working through training my brain into being open to all possibilities and knowing anything is possible because I've found when I'm in that state, things that are attracted or I'm attracting and manifesting come to me so much quicker and it's just crazy and I could do a whole nother <laughs> chat with you on manifestation but I'm really yeah I think breaking my own glass ceiling but also like relearning the power of what I can create and um, who I can impact mm, the power of yourself mm. like, it's so inspirational and I think it's worth noting that um yeah it's it's you that get yourself there right Jenna, yeah. no one's coming um and yeah. you you are in charge of your full potential yeah. absolutely taking that power back Mm-hmm. love it where can people find you hannah because i'm sure there's going to be yeah. lots of people coming to seek you out yeah where can they find so you? i am mostly on instagram so at the breakthrough nurse or one word 
Um, and my new website is just about ready. So that will be www.thebreakthroughnurse.com.au. Um, and you can, yeah, stalk me there. Also have a Facebook page, <laughs> The Breakthrough Nurse, but I'm mostly active on Instagram. Yeah, love it. Yeah, we've got a nice little community on Instagram that's all kind yeah. of engaging with each other. And uh, you post lots of amazing content on there. So thanks for Thank all that you do. And um look forward to connecting uh, soon again. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've loved this chat. Pleasure. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you so much for listening. I would love if you could leave a review and rate this podcast wherever you listen. Please feel free to tag us on social media and make sure you share it with your nursing peers so they don't miss out on all this goodness. Until next time, my high-performance friends, stay forever curious. Thank you.